Welcome to C-Suite Radio. It's time for another edition of The Brett Allen Show. It's go time, you and me! Join us weekly for the latest pop culture interviews from your favorite TV shows, movies, comedians, and so much more. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, it felt good. Plus, you never know who will drop by. What happened here was a miracle. Now, here is your host. I said throw down, boy. Welcome to the night's main event. Brett Allen. Excited for today's conversation. This is Brett here. Thanks everybody for watching and listening. We're talking to Canadian country superstar artist Karen Lee Batten, and she has new music out, uh, "The Trouble with Friends." Well, a new music video, which is a lot of fun. I find myself uh, relating to this song in so many different ways. Um, yeah, "The Trouble with Friends." How truer could it be? Uh, Karen, it's great to meet you. Thank you so much. So good to meet you as well, buddy. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is a fun song. And I was just doing a little bit of research, obviously, before we talked and was looking at the fact that you were part of uh, the Canadian Idol, which is really cool. And uh, I want to just ask right out of the gate, is that process, is that show similar to the American version or is it nuanced a little bit differently from my understanding it's very similar um so american idol had only had one season before i was on canadian idol and i think they worked really closely with the u.s network piggybacking exactly what um exactly what they had done previously and we actually got to present um the winners of the first year with their like platinum records during our year so they actually came out and joined us on our show at the end of our show, which was kind of nice. Uh, Ruben Stutter was one of them, and I think Clay Aiken was the other. And uh, I got to be one of those people that held a plaque and handed it to Ruben. It was pretty awesome. So, yes, I think they tie in quite closely, and we we definitely went with the same format that they did. So how was your experience doing that? Because obviously you had been doing music prior, and then that was just another platform for you. It was terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, competitions are so weird, you know, and you, you kind of think that you have a good idea of what it's going to be like when you walk into something like that. And in full transparency, um, I actually was considering moving to Nashville before that advertisement came out on TV. And I'm sitting on the couch one day and at the end of my day, like anyone else and having a glass of wine and a piece of pizza or whatever it was. And I see this commercial come up and I'm like, oh my goodness. And I'm not kidding you, Brett, the, the minute that it came up, my phone started buzzing and people started going, you're doing this, right? Like you're going to go on this. And I'm like, um, I've had like 10 seconds to process this commercial. Like, I don't know. I don't even know what it will be like. So to answer your question further, it was eight months of flying back and forth between Vancouver and Toronto. I was the furthest person away. So I was on the earliest flights and then they would have to delay all of the rehearsals until I got there. So it was like, you got off the plane, you were picked up. You were just like zoomed right into some sort of choreograph, whatever, or vocal rehearsal. And um, and it was just all day. I mean, they're you're their money. I mean, in essence. Right. So so the amount as much as they can get out of you is what they're going to get out of you to put you on screen. With that being said, it was an, an amazing experience. 
it taught you how to have a lot of stamina, how to hustle, how to try not to get roped up in all the drama because it's everywhere around you. I mean, you're oh gonna... yeah, that was I, I can't even imagine. It was crazy. You know, you're you're standing in the hallway listening to everyone else rehearse, and it's it's literally that way. It's like people are finding corners, or like two people are in the bathroom, literally singing both their songs which aren't the same like sort of against each other one's in a cubicle one's outside because those are the best acoustics as we know and you know you're hearing just random randomness all over the place but then you're also trying to like clue in like how are they sounding and oh my goodness they're so good and then you're in like panic mode and you're sweating this out you know so to go through it for eight months like that was um it was nerve-wracking so i will not lie as much as I would have loved to have carried on um, being on the show, when it was my time to go, it was sort of a happy sad. And I also thought, oh, my gosh, I, I get to go back home and see my friends, my family, pet my dog, be in my own bed, <laughs> go to my local coffee shop, like whatever it was, you know. So um, and then out of that, I mean, I can't thank them enough because as an independent artist, it's really hard to get recognition, you know, and it's hard yeah. to get newspapers and TV. And in, in those days, not to age myself. There was no social media. There was no Instagram. There was no Facebook. I think we might have had, um, well, we had MySpace, <laughs> you know. I still out. have my MySpace account. That's awesome. So there really wasn't a lot, you know. So to have newspapers and TV, especially CTV being the, you know, the head of the network for us, um, constantly wanting to know what we were doing. So the minute I was like releasing my first album, they were pumped about it and wanted to talk about it. And I could literally just sort of call and go, Hey, you know, this is happening. Do you, are you guys interested? And yes, they were. And I remember one day being at my grandma's house and opening the front door and I looked down and I'm on the front page of the Vancouver sun. It was like my first album. And all I could think of was, Holy man, I look fat. Newspapers are hilarious because they'll blow everything out, right? But it's so funny because you know it's it's that though. It's just constantly it's either critiquing yourself or or oh my word, everyone telling you it's you're doing a great job, and then the next minute you're second guessing what you're doing. Should I sing that song? And but to this day, when I go on stage, it still is one of the things that an announcer will announce, and I just love that so much. And the crew at CTV and everybody were were great, and I still talk to some of the people in the top ten to this day. That's very cool. Well, you mentioned something interesting because at the time, social media was not really a thing and Facebook maybe was around just a little bit. But now I would say from what I understand and just what I've learned from interviews and other things, now social media plays a huge part in your mm -hmm. marketability, right? As an artist, would you say? Yeah. It's, it's uh, interesting. It's huge. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's, that's the first place people go and it's quick, you know, like you gotta put something together that's really quick and snippy and, you know, and, and try and get it out there. I, I, I'm in that era age wise where, um, like I, there's only so much my brain is like wrapped around. I'm like, okay, I got Instagram that I, I can do that. I've got Facebook. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, snap comes out and then TikTok and then, and then threads. And I'm going, Oh my goodness. <laughs> what else? <laughs> Cause I'm just like trying to catch up here. <laughs> I don't know about you. Do you feel like that too sometimes? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like, but from what I understand and I'm told it's just be everywhere as much as you can exactly. and then master maybe one or two platforms. 
Well, I'm interested to know because you have this song and other music, like where do you go to to create? Like what is your space mentally to write music, particularly this song that we're talking about now? For me, and probably much different than other writers and musicians, and I, I guess everyone would probably have their way of doing things, but I go in spurts. So I have little areas in my life when I like to write, and then I like to take a break. Because I feel like I will sort of bank all of the things that are happening in my life, you know, keep them in the back of my head, learn from the experiences, have the experiences. And then when the time is right, then I go into that creative space with specific people that I really love to write with. You know, like I've written the majority of my last singles with Jeff Johnson, who's an incredible writer from here that also writes with tons of people. He's had lots of hit singles and songs out. Um, and I, he's just, he's a great writer. And um, we, when we're together, I feel like I can come up with great things and he just gets what I'm trying to put down. Mitch Merritt is another person. And, and actually they co-produced the first two singles that will be on this album. So they have already previously been released. And then we just released The Trouble with Fringe, which I wrote just m myself and Jeff Johnson. Um, and I don't know, I just, um, usually what'll happen is either Jeff will come to me with an idea or I'll come to him or any other writer that I write with. And it doesn't necessarily start with the song, like the music. Uh, it doesn't necessarily start with the lyrics. It could even start with just a title or an idea. Um, but as of late, I, I mean, with this song in particular, I said to Jeff, I just want a song that everyone, everyone literally can relate to. And it doesn't have to be drinking, you know, but, um, you know, that's for me, it was like, you're going to brunch with a girlfriend and you think you're, you know, just going to go from 11 to 12 or 1230. And then Sally walks in and then, oh, there's Matt. I haven't seen him in a while. And maybe your brunch date even ended up leaving already. And now you're sitting down with someone else. And then as time goes on and you, you said, it's just going to be one more than the bill or last call, you know? Um, and then all of a sudden it's uh, it's last call and that's it. So, um, you know, I mean, it could be anything. It could be anywhere. Um, but when in this case, I was like, I just want a good old fashioned party tune that sort of sounds like 90s country, you know, that kind of takes you back to that old country that we used to have and um, that everybody can sort of relate to. And I just think it's like the good stuff, you know, like we hustle and we work and we try and make a dollar all day long. But like when you know that you're going to go and meet that friend or friends, like that's what you're looking forward to. You know, there's where the dollar is going. It's like to create those sorts of memories. And so that was sort of what I had said to Jeff when I sat down and then it went from the little paragraph of lyrics that I had to a sound that he was sort of giving me to him joining in lyrics. And then next thing you know, the song's finished. So every song I think is very wildly different when I write. Um, sometimes I do a writer's trip. I have a place up in the Okanagan I love going to. And I know that at the beginning of this record, that's what I did. I, I brought two writers up and we just hung out and, you know, whether it was go in the pool or have some wine or sit and write or do laps around the kitchen. Cause you need a minute to think, you know, just every, uh, every, writing for me is is totally different but it always comes with a good memory because every song you know has has a idea that usually takes a, a right turn and becomes something completely different <laughs> yeah well that's what i find so fascinating about what you do is like every song is so different yet like the creative and collaborative process is massive right because otherwise you might find yourself stuck 
what do you do when you get stuck you and the ideas aren't flowing so i take a break if we know that's happening i take a break i know that during covid i had a few writing sessions i love being like with you in the room we can do this right all day long like that's so fun but my favorite is like you know you've got your guitar we're sitting there we're jamming we're laughing with each other physically right there right there you know that's my favorite way. So um, during COVID, when we can do that, I know that there was a couple of times where it's really obvious, you know, if things are taking like usually a write is between two and three hours, you know, um, for me commonly. And if it's like merging into the four, you can feel your frustration. Yeah, you know? it just is. And you're tapping in trying so hard. And for me, I feel like it shouldn't be that hard. You know, you shouldn't have to like really challenge yourself to yank it out. You might be trying to find a rhyme that doesn't work. That's one thing. But a creative idea that you're trying to sort of go with or maybe the song isn't fully coming out the way that you want it to. You either go to the bathroom and come back because <laughs> literally so many times ask lots of writers when they hit a writer's block and they go to the bathroom. You're, you're like, I don't know what happens. You're All of a sudden you're like, I got it. And then you run back in afterwards, you know, and I got that word we were trying to create. But if it's not, you just pick it up later. You know, a lot of times during COVID, we could pick it up the next day because we weren't as busy as, you know, normal running around. But um, right. Just schedule another right and go back into it. And that second right, you'll get it. It just, I've never had a third right on a song. Yeah, that's good. So interestingly enough, you have other influences too, obviously, that you turn to. Is there any one or two artists in particular that just inspire you or you ache to sound like, not, not sound like, but you go, this is the vibe I'm going for? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think so many different people in my career, like totally depending on when in my career. I know when I first started out, Martina McBride for me was somebody who I just leaned on endlessly, you know? Oh yeah, she's good. Right? And it, I would sit there and just like try and get every run and every note and every big, huge note that she hit. I would just try over and over and over again to challenge myself to mimic what she was doing. And then, and then, you know, writing wise, you know, the style of her songs, um, I loved them. I loved the meaning that she always had, you know, good, big meaning behind her tracks. Um, and I mean, it just totally merges as time goes on. I mean, for me, I love Brothers Osborne. I like Chris Stapleton. I think my voice sometimes, depending on the style that I'm singing, um, is uh, like a sort of a female version of him. You know, when I get into that blues sound for me, which I love so much, I love singing that stuff. You know, I, I like to dig into that grit that he does as well. Um, you know, obviously, Lady Wilson is just, you know, she's the bomb. So she's got she's she's doing just fine. And I love the way uh, her songs come out. The writing under her songs is just amazing. Um, Miranda Lambert's been somebody who definitely has been fun for me when I'm when I'm kind of looking at doing like, for instance, the Cause of Scene record, that title track, A Cause of the Scene. Um, I definitely tapped into a lot of a lot of her feels uh when writing some of that stuff you know um but yeah i i think it just so changes depending on i mean willie nelson for me is somebody who i just look up to huge you know that guy's been through every everything imaginable and he is still loved by all still being the person and doing the things that he wants to do with no apologies yeah. 
you know, and, and to be honest with you, that has been something that it has been challenging for me. I know I'm sort of going over here, sorry, but challenging for me that I always try and remember is that I am making music that I want to sing because, you know, when you, you first start out, I don't know if this is, you know, for everybody, but when you first start out, you're green. And so you're trying to grab songs that you think that that audience is really going to love. They really want to dance to. You're going to get that power cheer at the end of your you know, song. Um, and after a while, that can sort of take away the real you. And you don't even realize it's happening until you one day go, wait a minute, am I really loving all of this? Or like, I can, I feel like i I like doing this style maybe a little bit more, right? So I yeah. constantly have to challenge myself to remember that first things first, I've got to love what I get up on stage to sing. And they're going to see that I love what I'm singing. And so that's sort of how I walk into either a writing session or if somebody's pitching me material and I'm listening to it, I have to go, okay, this isn't necessarily, even though I love my audience and I love the fans, it isn't necessarily for that. It has to be for me first. And then I just go, man, I really hope they're going to love this, you know? And I think they'll see that I do. And, and hopefully that energy will kind of, you know, flow over into, into them watching me, you know? I love it. You were speaking of Martina McBride made me think of, her early music, Life Number Nine, I think was one of my favorite uh, songs that she did. I remember seeing her perform that live. She was opening, and now I'm aging myself. She was opening for Little Texas, uh, <laughs> which was a long time ago. Well, very cool. Well, this is great music. I love your music. If people want to listen or check it out or find out where you're performing, uh, Karen, where can they do so? Don't go on Snapchat. <laughs> Yeah, don't go on Snapchat. Don't go on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? <laughs> I am on TikTok. I'm getting a little better with TikTok. So you absolutely can go on TikTok. I would love you to follow me on TikTok. Um, Instagram, Facebook, and just under my name. And then, of course, my website, just www.karenleebatten.com. Everywhere you know to look. And it's on Spotify and Apple Music and all of those out there as well. Amazon Music and so on. Awesome. Karen, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me, Brad. I appreciate it. Good to meet you. Absolutely. Thanks for listening and being a part of today's conversation. Thank you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. It's absolutely free. A major proportion. The views and opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. And remember, we care. <laughs>